be singing in your life. Cause in your life, I find my strength in your truth. As I overcome, it's in your grace, I lose myself for in your love. Oh, see ya! You turn my tears of sadness into such joy and gladness. My heart can't keep it. I'm shouting, shouting. You turn my tears of sadness into such joy and gladness. My heart can't keep it. I'm shouting. Lift up a shout of praise. singing in your joy because in your joy I find my strength in your hope I overcome in your grace I lose myself in your love you turn my tears of sadness into such joy, my heart, my heart can't keep it. I'm shouting, shouting. You turn my tears of sadness into such joy and gladness. My heart can't keep it. I'm shouting, shouting. Shout for you, Lord. We see this part. Whoa, 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 whoa. You see how? Whoa, 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 whoa.
this morning, God, to worship you, to lift you up, Jesus. In this Christmas season, God, we don't want to get distracted. We don't want to forget that you're the reason for this season. Come on, before we sing this next song, your own words, just tell the Lord. Come on, tell Jesus who he is to you, what he means to you. Everything, Lord, oh, you sustain me, you provide for me, you give me grace, my redeemer. We saw Father everlasting, the all creating one. God Almighty, through your Holy Spirit, conceiving Christ the Son, and Jesus our Savior, so I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit, so God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again. For I believe in the name. Come on, say Want to sing our judge and our defender? Our judge and our defender suffered and crucified. Forgiveness is in you. Descended into darkness, you rose in glorious light. Forever see it high. I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one, I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again, for I believe in the name, Christian, I believe, I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, so God is treating what I believe in the resurrection, that we Oh, 
Shall believe in life eternal. I believe in the virgin birth. I believe in the saints' communion and in your holy church. I believe in the resurrection when Jesus comes again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is Our God is sweet what I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. Oh, say his name. In the name. I believe. I believe in God our Father. I believe. worship you this morning we give you all the honor all the praise and adoration because you are worthy you are king of the world hallelujah and for that we give you praise this morning you are the living God who sits on the throne but yet is so close to us you are God almighty all-powerful all-present and all-knowing dear God and this morning we draw close to you we know that we can do nothing without you. We know that we have purpose and reason because of you. And we just say we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We believe that you, Jesus Christ, came and died for our sins, that you were buried and you rose again on the third day, that we have eternal life because of you. For that, we worship you. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. Hallelujah. Right now, I want to take this time to just share the gospel, the good news. For those of you who are in this room who are visiting and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe you knew Jesus at one point in your life, but today you are not living for him. I want to share this scripture with you. In John 3, 16, this is why we sing the song that we sing this morning. 
This is why we gather together and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Because of this passage right here, it tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Amen and amen. You see, God had every reason to condemn the world because as sinners, we had turned away. The Bible says that there was no one righteous. There is no one righteous, not even one. We've all failed. We've all fallen some way, some, somehow. But God loved the world, amen? He so loved the world that he gave his one and only precious son for us sinners, for us who were considered enemies of God. And so, my friend, if you're in here this morning, it's not by accident. It's because God so loves you. Amen. God so loves you today in your sin, but is calling you for you to have eternal life. Today is the day for your salvation. He does not want to condemn you. The Bible says he desires none to perish. None to perish. None to perish. But salvation is found in no one else but Jesus Christ and him alone. Amen. If you don't know Jesus, today is the day to humble your, yourself before him, to cry out to him, to put your faith in that, in what we just sang. We believe in the power. We believe in his resurrection, that not only was he killed, but he was buried, but he rose again, defeating death. Amen? Today, put your faith in that. And if that's you and you're saying, I want to be saved, we're going to have prayer workers right over here. And they want to lead you in a prayer of salvation. They want to tell you about discipleship, but don't walk out of here the same. Don't walk out. This church cares for you. This church is praying for you and is wanting you to be saved. So I'm going to pray for all of those right now who are on the fence, who are saying, I don't know which way I want to go. I want to pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to convict your hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we've made this time, we've made this day to give you glory unto you, a tribute to you today. But Father, how much glory can you receive than a sinner, a lost soul today? being saved, being touched by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray, dear God, for conviction. I pray, dear God, for, for sinner right now to turn from the error of their ways, to put your, their faith in you and receive new life. Speak to hearts this morning. I pray for those, dear God, who may be lukewarm, dear God, to decide to be cold or hot, dear God, one or the other, dear God, and not lukewarm. I pray that they would receive mercy and grace this morning and they would be transformed, never again the same, but be lit ablaze for you, dear God, that they would shine for you, dear God, as a saint in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, God is good. If that's you and you're saying, I want to be saved, make sure to talk to our prayer workers right over here. At this time, we're going to recite our confession of faith. This is our biblical worldview. This is what MPI believes. This is what we stand on. So let's recite it on a count of three. One, two, three. I believe in one God and creator who is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father who so loved the world, the Son who purchased my salvation in his death, burial, and resurrection, and the Holy Spirit who makes me new and abides in me forever. I believe in the perfect Holy Bible that reveals God's purposes and plans for my life. I believe in the second coming of Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the eternal reward of believers in Jesus and the eternal punishment for all unbelievers in Jesus. I believe in the United Church of Jesus Christ, built upon apostles and prophets, elders and deacons, in which the gates of hell shall not prevail. I believe in the salvation for all mankind. It is by faith alone, in Christ alone, by God's grace alone, and for the glory of God alone. Amen and amen. Please take this time to greet somebody new. If you need prayer, come right over here for our prayer workers. As distant hearts begin believing Redemption's bid is on Welcome to Metro Praise International. You guys excited to be here in the house of God? Make some noise. So good to see all of you here. We are celebrating our Christmas today. Thank you for joining with us, especially to all of our first-time visitors. Thank you for joining with us. Here at MPI, we have two main services, Sundays at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., with King's Kids provided for your children. Also, we have our Friday youth service at 7 p.m. Elevate. Awesome. So I got some announcements for you. If we can go on to the next slide. Today is our tribute to the King service. So we're going to be having uh, lots of people come up here, present their talents to Jesus. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great time. And then this Wednesday coming up, we have our Christmas family fun night service. Are you guys excited for that? Come on, make some noise. So this is going to happen at 630 during our children's time, our children's ministry we're going to have games, crafts, gifts for all the children. So make sure to come on out. We're going to have raffles, uh, raffling off bicycles and toys for the kids. Bring your neighbors, bring your friends and your children. It's going to be a great time. And so here at MPI, we have a vision. Somebody say vision. Loving God and loving people, the two greatest commands. And we have a discipleship strategy, which is connect, mentor, and send. Somebody say connect. We want to make sure that you know Jesus as Lord and Savior. After that, we want to make sure that you get connected to life groups. So go ahead and pull out your announcement sheet. 
And here we have a list of everything that we have going on in the church. Excuse me. I got to catch my breath. Um, and so to, this is what's going on this week. This week we have Sunday. Today we have our, our marriage group at 5 p.m. Give it up for the marriage group. Wednesday we have our Christmas service. Saturday we have evangelism at 5 p.m. Amen. And so the next part of our discipleship strategy is mentor. We want to make sure that you learn about Jesus Christ. Somebody wants to walk you through this. And then after that, you get sent out into the world to tell the world about Jesus. Excuse me. I don't know what's happening. I don't, yes, can I get some help, please? Thank you. Come on, the devil's a liar, all right? Okay, so we have a goal. Somebody say goal. 100,000 disciples here in the city of Chicago, and that involves you. That's you and I doing something in the kingdom of God, and we have 50 churches that we are wanting, that we are praying and believing God for. 500 churches here, I'm sorry, 50 churches here, and 500 all around the world, amen? All right, moving on to our next slide. We're about to get into tithes and offerings. Please turn with me, if you want, to the giving book, which is found on our Metro Praise website. And today we're talking about overcoming fear. Somebody say overcoming fear. Come on. What a timely word, okay? Lesson number nine talks about uh, hindrances, anything that comes between you and I obeying God's commands. And so the scripture here in Matthew 25, 25 tells us, he says, so I was afraid and went out hid your gold in the ground. See here is what belongs to you. All right, so we're talking about tithes and offerings. And what happens with us is that at times when we want to obey God's commands, hindrances come like fear. Fear is just an emotion. Fear is something that will try to paralyze you. And so many people deal with it, okay? And in times when we're dealing with finances and obeying God and being faithful in that, fear can try to come in and paralyze you from doing what God has already commanded you to do. And so here we see in this passage that there was a king who, who gave out gold to three different servants. Two of them were faithful with it, went out and multiplied. The third one was afraid. Somebody say afraid. This guy went out, he didn't put it to work, but what did he do? He hid the gold because of fear. So point number one, it says fear is a powerful emotion that can prevent you from doing the right thing. For example, if you're afraid that God will not provide for you, you will not be faithful in giving tithes and offerings, right? So point number two, hid your gold. Sometimes people think like the lazy steward in the parable that hiding God's treasures is better than investing it into God's kingdom. Certainly saving money is wise, but we should only save what we have tithe from. Otherwise, we are hiding God's money because the tithe belongs to him. Say belongs to him. It's good to be wise. It's good to take our money, put it in the bank, but only after we've already tithed, given God what's his. Lastly, what belongs to you. The re reality is that everything belongs to God, not just your tithes and offerings. However, God only asks that we be faithful to give 10% back to him. Seek his will for offerings above that. Therefore, when we give our tithes and offerings, we should do it remembering the earth is the Lord 
and the fullness thereof. Amen. Everything belongs to him. 100% of our paycheck belongs to him. Why? Because he's given us gifts and talents to be able to accomplish that, to receive that. But he's only asking for 10%. Everything you give after that becomes an, an offering unto him. So in summary, be motivated by your love for God in giving, not hindered by fear. Amen. Please stand to your feet. If you're saying, I want to apply this in my life, number one, be faithful in giving your tithes, which is 10% of your total income. Two, repent if you have not been faithful in giving your tithes and offerings because of fear. Number three, learn God's financial promises in, in the Bible so you can replace your fear with faith. Amen. Let's recite this over ourselves, over our finances this morning. One, two, three. By the power of the Holy Spirit and the guidance of the word of God, I will not be hindered by greed, laziness, unbelief, discouragement, or fatigue in my giving to God. I will overcome bitterness, impatience, pride, fear, idolatry, and live a life of obedience in my finances. Amen. So here at MPI, anytime you give your tithes and offerings, I'm sorry, the tithe goes to the general fund. It takes care of all of our operating expenses. Anything you give after that is your offering. You can choose whether you give to, to missions or building. And in 2016, we are starting a brand new building fund, all right? And so what we're doing, we're going to raise $11,120 $20 for a brand new setup up here. We're going to have new instruments. We're going to stretch out the stage a little bit to make room, brand new speakers. So we're asking you to partner with us. Amen. Number one, pray, ask God the amount he wants you to give. Number two, listen to what he's going to say to you. And lastly, give faithfully and sacrificially. Amen. <clears throat> All right, and so we got some options for you. You can give online. You can give with your credit card with me in the back. So let's recite this scripture together in Luke 6, 38. Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you so much for your love and your faithfulness in our lives. Father, we pray against fear, dear God, as it can become a hindrance in obeying your commands. I pray, dear God, that you have your way with all of us as we remain faithful to you in giving our finances. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please come up as you give. Thank you. Good morning. Who's ready for some talent in the house of God this morning? Amen. Amen. It's so good to see everyone's wonderful face here in the building. The theme of today's service, the theme of what we're doing here today is a tribute to the king. Amen. And he's the reason for the season. Who, who is it? What's his name? Come on, shout it out loud. What's his name? 
Amen. He is the reason to this, for the season. And today we have a special service lined up for you guys. We have talent um, by our very own individuals, people in this church that you might have sat next to, um, come ready to prepare uh, to share something with you, um, something that they want to give to God. Amen. Do you remember the story, how Jesus was born? Amen. Do you remember who came to visit him, right? If you're Hispanic, you know it all too well because January 6th, you celebrate it, right? The three, <laughs> right? The three wise men came and they came with what? They came with gifts. Amen. So we're, we don't have like the gold. We don't have the frankincense or the myrrh here this morning. But we do have our talent. We do have our lives. And so we're going to start this off right. Just some guidelines before we do. We have a lot of acts and we have a lot of talents that are going to be performed here this morning. And so we ask that everyone please remain seated, especially during the children. All right. The little niñas and niños, right? We want to make sure that everyone in the back could see. So if you can, please, everyone remain seated uh, during the presentations. Feel free afterwards to clap, to shout, to get up, to call people out. Say, that's my son, that's my daughter. Woo! We get excited. Amen. So without further ado, let's give it up for Pastor Susie and the children's program. Come on. Good morning, everyone. So I'm Pastor Susie. I'm the pastor here at MPI for the children. And today we have some special, special songs we want to share with you guys. And we also have one of our special students, Josie, right here, who will be playing the drums for the first time with the kids, okay? She's also going to share a memory verse that we have been working on this month with the children, okay? So here you go. Um, Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, for and a son is given, and, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Good job. All right, give her a hand clap. Okay, guys, so enjoy. Our first song is Little Drummer Boy. Poor boy to pop. 
drum. Amen. Let's give it up one more time for the children's ministry. Did such a wonderful job. Up next, we have um, a performance by our very own worship team. They'd like to be known as the Talent Show Band. You're going to be seeing them uh, up here as many other performances are being done. But what they're going to do this morning is a rendition of Jingle Bells. Okay. Now, how you're asking yourself, how can you make it Christian? Jingle bells. I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be lively. So, as they set up, let's give a warm welcome for the band. Here we go. Hello, hello. Jingle bells. 
Let's give it up one more time for the worship band and their sing and tell. Wonderful, wonderful. It reminded me of like a punk rock band. You guys have a lot of potential, just keep at it, right? It's like one of those bands you'll find in like one of those garages, like they're rocking out. It's like, what's that? <laughs> awesome job, guys. Amen. Tis the reason for this season. Amen. What's his name? Oh, you gotta, you gotta be more awake than that. Come on. What's his name? Amen, amen. That's what we're talking about. A tribute to the king. 
Again, thank you everyone for coming out to Metro Praise International, where we love God and love people. Many of the people that you see here today are leaders. People have said, man, I'm giving my life to God. I want to be a disciple. And have said, you know what? I want to do something for this talent show. I want to give my talent to the Lord. And so that's who you're seeing here today. And the next one we have is Christina Riasco and her daughter, Samantha. Let's give it up for them as they come. And they're going to be performing a spoken word with a little treat at the end. So let's give it one more time. A nice, loud round of applause for Christina Riasco and Samantha Riasco. of my God and my lungs have not yet developed the ability to release a breath with enough agility to breathe out the greatness of his love you see my voice and my voice you see my voice is so inhibited restrained by human limits that it's hard to even send a praise up you see if there are words for him then I don't have them my God, his grace is remarkable. Mercies are innumerable. Strength is impenetrable. He is honorable, accountable, favorable. He is unsearchable yet knowable. He is indefinable yet approachable, indescribable yet personal. He is beyond comprehension, further than imagination, constant through generations, king of every nation. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. You see, my words are few. And to try and capture my God using my vocabulary would never do. But I use words as an expression, an expression of worship to a savior, a savior who is both worthy and deserving of my praise, so I use words. My heart extols the Lord, blesses his name forever. He has won my heart captured my mind and has bound them both together he has defeated me in my rebellion conquered me in my sin he has welcomed me into his presence completely invited me in flooding me with mercies in the morning drowning me with grace in the night he has made himself the object of my sight but if there are words for him then I don't have them but what I do have is good news. For my God knew that man-made words would never do. For words are just tools that we use to point to the truth, 
So he sent Jesus Christ as the truth, the word, living proof. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of our creation. For him by things, all things were created, giving nothingness, formation. And by his word, he sustains by the power of his name. For his before all, he is before all things, and over all things, he reigns. Holy is his name. So praise him for his life. The way he persevered in strife, the humble son of God becoming the perfect sacrifice. So praise him for his death. That he willingly stood in our place. That he lovingly endured the grave. That he battled our enemy and on the third day rose in victory. He is everything that was promised. Praise him as your risen king. Lift your voice and sing. For one day he will return for us. And we will finally be united with our Savior for eternity. Eternity. So it's not just words that I proclaim. For my words point to the word, and the word has a name. Hope has a name. Joy has a name. Peace has a name. Love has a name. And that name is Jesus Christ. So praise his name forever. One more big round of applause for Christina Riasco and our daughter, Samantha. Wow. Uh, she pretty much put me out of a job now, guys. So if you see her singing next Sunday, you know what happened. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Uh, up next for you, we have some opera. Opera, you say. Yes, yes, opera. Yes, yes, yes. All the way from Italy. No, no, no. Here, born and raised, Chicago. Please give it up for Jessica and Bertha, come on.
Hello, hello, hello. Test one, two, one more time. Let's give it up for them ladies. Good job. Good job. I'll have you know, opera is not easy. I tried my hand in it, and thank God I'm not singing it here on this, uh, this day because it's not easy, so they did a wonderful job. Um, next up, we have the Elevate Skit Team, so you guys can get ready. But before we get to the skit team, and everything that we're doing, it's a tribute to the king, right? So this holiday season, maybe even now, as we're going ahead and listening and we're clapping, we're participating as people do their talents, think about what your tribute is to God. Maybe you couldn't come up here and sing. Maybe you couldn't come up here and play an instrument. Maybe next year you might, but think about what your gift is to God. Amen? 
because this is the reason why we're here. It's great to sing. It's great to, to be a part of what we're doing now. But take a moment this Christmas season to reflect on what your gift is to God. Amen. This next uh, performance, this next act is, is done by the Elevate skit team. And it's uh, the song, Mary, Did You Know? And I'll have you know that if you've not listened to this song, you're sleeping on it. Okay? Because some of these Christmas songs, as you're listening to them, I promise you, you're in the car, you're driving, and on the way you hear the lyrics of the song, you'll start crying. It just sneaks out of nowhere, just tears coming down. I promise you, I was listening to Mary Did You Know, I was like, ah, this is, you only hear it during Christmas time, right? When you hear the full thing, I'm like bawling, praising God, it's like, wow, powerful, amen, even the songs that the children sing. So I'm not saying this is going to make you cry, but what I am saying, just feast your ears on their performance and what's next. Amen. So let's give it up one more time for the Elevate Skit team.
Amen, amen. Wonderful. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Y'all like that? Man, there's something about the Hispanic in me. When I hear those drums, you start moving. It's just like, forgive me, Lord. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> My wife would just laugh at me for that part. She says I don't like to dance. Anyways, up next, we have a worship mix performed by our very own leaders, Rachel and Lauren. Ladies, would you come on up? Two power-packed women of God getting ready to do a song, a talent that they have shared in their hearts. So without further ado, Rachel and Lauren. Thank you. We are so excited to minister today. I'm just going to pray before we start, okay, so that the Holy Spirit can just be present. We can all feel him. Amen. Father, we love you. We thank you that you've already been in this place. And God, as we worship, we pray, Lord, that you would be glorified, that your Holy Spirit will be felt within this room, and that lives would be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. together 
Amen. If we, if we can keep that same spirit of just worshipful right now, amen, let's just all close our eyes. God, we thank you that you're a great God, and God, you're the reason for this season. And every time we, we look to the cross, and God, we look to your gospel, we find that there's hope. We find that there's grace. Father, we find that there's mercy. And it's all because of you, God. We thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, in this church. God, we thank you for what you're doing for the people who came here. Father, the way you're speaking to them right now, maybe it's their first time. God, we thank you for everyone here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I couldn't help myself but start speaking in tongues. You start feeling the Holy Ghost. That's what you got to do. You got to let it out. You just can't put them in a box. You can't do it. Amen. Even though it's a talent show. Amen. Right, and it's, it's for the church. We can speak in tongues. We can praise God. Amen. 
This next performance is by our very own Desiree Merced and the band. They're going to be singing Noel for us. So as they come up and get ready, one of the things you have to know, over this past summer, uh, Desiree was a part of a competition where she went out at Duffy's Bar and Grill where some of the people at the church came and participated, and she did very well. And she couldn't help herself but said, man, you know what? I'm going to sing today. A little special for you guys. It's another carol. It's another Christmas song, but it's very worshipful. So in that same spirit, if you feel the need to speak in tongues, just don't speak louder than her. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I just want to go ahead and give it up for the band and Desiree Merced. sacrifice, for your love, for your mercy, and your grace. The story of 
Man, great job again, guys. One more time for Desiree. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. And last but not least, we have our very own Sunday School. <laughs> yes, Sunday School. So something, I want to give a little history to the man because I know that Jason would normally do that, but as they get ready, I'm going to do it. Um, I was invited over maybe about a month and a half ago, two months now, to Columbia College to attend a performance. There was a bunch of Christians going ahead and, and putting on their talent for, for God at the school to say, man, you know what? We're bold for Christ. We can take back Columbia for Jesus, and we're not ashamed of Jesus to say his name, that he's the only God in the college. Amen. And so it was wonderful. You see people from different churches all across the, the city, and here our very own Jason and Julian performed and they knocked it out the park and something you got to know about these two young guys is that they're very talented and they're very much musically inclined and so they have prepared a song that they wrote specifically for a tribute to the king talent show i think that's pretty awesome so let's go ahead and give it up for the guys how you guys doing today could I please get some more volume on the microphone? Thank you so much. There you go. There you go. Just a little more. Thank you. Gotta be nice and loud for Jesus. Woo! Why don't you guys go ahead and stand for me, please? A little more guitar. Awesome. Are you guys ready to worship today? Close my eyes and see your presence I close my eyes and feel your love Then I open up my eyes and see the beauty that you've made. And I'm taken aback. And I feel it rushing through. 
glorified You lifted high And we live to praise your name And all I can say Is glory be to the King Come up on the scene. Do the fourth course of the that you never see. Gotta get you saw me if you don't know what I mean. Play got me hooked, they got like a fake. Be all you can be. Praise be to He who saved someone like me. Cause nobody's worthy. But that didn't matter when He hung on the cross. Because even in death, Christ would never take a loss. He couldn't overcome the only proof we got His Son. And on that last breath, the key was already done. The veil was torn from top to bottom, no earthly feet. Only God could re tune such human deceit. To crucify and torture the maker of our soul. I promise in my life I play the same role. But now I'm on a road, promise you couldn't stop me now. Preachers, I please, I don't care what they want to ask. Please, love, I please, they would all like to take them. Like, please, we believe we were worshiping a golden God. See, now they see that history truly repeats. Instead of moving forward, it's that we're in a retreat. Time to make them more, I have never seen more relevant. Like the year now, and more than he has ever been. Yeah, and more than he has ever been. Oh, glory be to the King. Yeah, where where you're destroyed, Lord. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And we live to praise your name. Glorified, you're glorified, Lord. You lifted high, you lifted high, Lord. And we live to praise your name. All I can say, come on, be to the King. Glory to the King. This applause is not for us. But it's for the Lord, so give it up for the Lord. Give it up for Jesus. Hey man, let's give it up for everybody who participated today. Praise God. Wow. Wow. Where, where can I buy the album? Trending now, Sunday school. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you for everybody who participated. We have one more act. One more surprise by our very own Pastor Joe and his talent will be preaching the word of God this morning. So let's give it up for our pastor. Let's give it up for our host, Adam Nieves. Good job. Amen. Aren't you happy to be in the house of God today? Amen. And that is so true. I am going to use my talent right now. And that's what we all should do every day of our lives. When you go to work tomorrow, uh, use your talent for God. When you're cooking up those Christmas meals, use your talent for God. Everything that you do in life, the Bible says in Colossians, do for the glory of God. Can I hear an amen? 
Amen. Open up your Bibles with me to John chapter 15. I won't be long. I want to thank all of our guests, friends, and family for being here. Your presence with us today is so special. It makes today a very uh, just proud day for us as a church to express humbly in our, in our pride. It's our pride of Christ, not in ourselves, but to humbly express our uh, talents here today. And I think they just did a great thing. So we're just humbled that you're here, and we're so proud of every one of them. Today I want to talk to you about our sermon series. We've been in a sermon series called Abide. Everybody say Abide. Thank you. And we've been learning from Jesus that we are to be these branches in his vine, bringing forth good fruit, trusting the Father to be our gardener and to make our lives what he wants it to be. Everybody say God's in control. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, relax, God's in control. You didn't make that sun get up this morning. You won't put it down at night. God is in control. And the sooner you and I learn that, the better off we'll be. You know, as you're turning to John chapter 15, verse 1, I had a, a lesson in this uh, last month. My wife and I were in a car accident as someone ran a red light, totaled our vehicle. My wife had to get two, surgery, now sh- two surgeries because her leg was uh, broken, the ankle rather was broken, and now she has like 40-some stitches, 20-some uh, screws in her leg, and I've learned that God is in control. And so it doesn't matter what tragedy you have faced or may be ahead, we need to trust him. And that's what this sermon series is about. It's about abiding in Jesus. And so we look in John chapter 15 that Jesus teaches us to abide ten times. So as I read through it, every time you see the word abide, I want you to say abide. Can you say it now? Abide. Thank you. Let's start in verse 1. I am the true vine, Jesus speaking. My father is the vine dresser or the gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me. Thank you, and I in you. That's the key there. Abiding in Christ as Christ abides in us. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Come on, verse 5 and onward. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I am him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Last two verses, hear them. They are so special. As the Father loved me, Jesus said, I have also loved you. Look at your neighbor and say, he loves you so very, very much. Come on, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Ten times Jesus taught us to abide, and here at the end, we're taught to abide in the love of God three times. I mean, he repeated it three times. That's what we are to trust in today, God, uh, God's love. We're not to trust in our own ability. 
We're not to trust in the economy. We're not to trust in politicians who change like uh, shifting shadows. We are to trust in the love of God. The Bible says God is love. The Bible also says that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That's the reason for the season. So when you're thinking about this time at Christmas, don't think about gifts and money. Think about what Jesus did. He gave you himself. He came here because he loves you. And he has asked you to abide in him. That word really means just remain, stay, or in our vernacular, hang out. Jesus is literally saying to you, I came to earth, died on the cross for your sins so that you would no longer hang out with the devil, but you would come on over and hang out with me and come to my father's house one day because he's got a great big house. Hello, somebody. That's what the Bible says. If you just substitute that word abide with hang out, you would hear that Jesus is a friend to all humanity, not just a friend to the righteous as some religions teach, though he loves the righteous when they do the right things. That's, of course, part of his plan. But the Bible says he's more than that kind of a God because pagan gods only love their people, only love those who did what they wanted them to do. But the Bible says he came and was a friend of sinners. He's not just a friend friend of those in this church. He's a friend of this whole world. Everyone can come to Jesus and repent and abide in him. Can I hear an amen? When we think about Jesus giving us this illustration, it's a simple one. If you're from an agricultural community, you already got it. But for us Chicagoans, I'll show you a picture of a vineyard. Here's what it looks like. A vineyard has vines. You can see one big one right here. It's brown. And then from those vines come these lush green branches. From those branches comes leaves and then comes the fruit. Jesus said, I am the vine. He is the source of life. He said, you are the branches, these green luscious things that grow out of that vine. And the fruit are all the good things that God wants you to do and have in life. The fruit of a happy family, a successful marriage, prosperity on your job, a beautiful uh, home, and a beautiful community. How many want to see our community be beautified by God? Amen. It's about time we bring Jesus back to the communities of Chicago and that we would have the fruit of purpose, that we would be able to say, this is my purpose in life. You know, we all can't get up and sing like those here did, but we can get out tomorrow and knock out our job and do it for the glory of God because somebody depends on us to do it right. It doesn't matter if you're cleaning up as a custodian, picking up the garbage. I'm thankful for garbage picker-uppers, aren't you? Aren't you thankful for custodians? Aren't you thankful for people who do all of the tasks of our culture? Let us see the fruit of God come from Jesus, not our own greed, not our own selfish ambition. Do all things as unto him. Now, if you notice in this passage, there was a part where it said that apart from me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. Everybody say nothing. And yet Jesus, just a further bit down, then said, if you abide in him, you can ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. Here you have a contrast, and where I want to get today's message to speak to your heart, you have a contrast between being apart from Jesus and having nothing, or abiding in Jesus and having every desire you ask in prayer, i.e. everything you need. Nothing, everything. How many think you've made up your mind already in this sermon what you want? But for some of you who need some extra time, I'm going to preach for the next 20 minutes, okay? 
I'm going to help some of you because some of you, 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 you didn't get it. You didn't get it yet. And so I want to take my time so that everybody walks out if you're going, I want to abide in Jesus and have every good thing that he has for me. I don't want anybody to walk out if you're going, no, I, I don't want Jesus. I'm happy with nothing. That is not what you want to say or to live. And sadly, there are many that do. You know, Jesus' claims in the Bible are the boldest claims that a human could ever make. I mean, he calls himself God. He lets himself be worshipped. He says he's the good shepherd of humanity. He said that he would take the sins of the entire human race. Therefore, Jesus' claims cannot be ignored or just taken lightly like, oh, he's just one of those good guys like Mahatma Gandhi or he's like, you know, like Braveheart. No, no, no. Braveheart didn't say everybody worship me and I'm coming back with my angels to judge you all. Hello. And if someone did, they would be insane. Jesus' claims can't be ignored or taken lightly. He made the boldest claims known to mankind and placed their validity, because of course people could be silly and make all types of claims, like Jesus, Kanye West could make silly claims, but Jesus placed the most boldest claims a human could ever make on his resurrection. He said, this is how I'll prove to you I am who I say I am. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will rise it up again. And they thought that he was talking about a temple in Jerusalem, but he said, no, I'm speaking of my body. And we know that Easter is the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. So today's message, my friend, really leaves you no middle ground. It's you take Jesus serious at his word or you pay for it later. You will either decide to abide in Jesus and receive everything you need or you will watch everything you have go up in smoke and be left with nothing in the end. Somebody say nothing. You will watch everything go up in smoke and have no thing, nothing in the end. So I pray today you abide in Jesus. I want you to look at some of the points that we see. Number one, Jesus talked about abiding in him personally is the only way to bear fruit for God. That's what he said in John 15, 5. He who abides in me, not he who abides in Father Tom, not he who abides in a certain church, not he who hangs out with their family on Christmas and Easter and is a creaster for Jesus. No, he who abides in me personally Jesus is saying it's not about a middleman here. You can't go to St. Bartholomew. You cannot go to the Mary of Gua the mother of Guadalupe. This is him. Jesus said, he who abides in me bears good fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And I'm not here to be rude and to put other religions down, but I'm here to be honest with you. It's either Jesus is the only way or you are going a false way. That is it. Either Jesus is the Lord of all or he is not the Lord of all your life. So you must decide today, is it Jesus plus tradition plus my religion plus this or is it Jesus plus nothing equals everything? Jesus plus nothing equals everything. I don't need to add anything to Jesus. I know sometimes when I cook my steaks, I got to add a little Goya. I got to add a little bit of spice, right? But this is Jesus plus nothing equals everything. He wasn't joking. He wasn't playing around. He wasn't saying, hey, 
there's going to come another religion and a guy named Muhammad and you can follow him and, and then you know Buddha you can sprinkle a little Buddha on the side and you can have a buffet of religion have a little Jesus, a little Buddha, a little Muhammad a little bit of Oprah Winfrey's life classes and then in the end you'll have what you need no, 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 he said apart from me, without me singular, not without us without me, you can do nothing now I want you to think about nothing for a second it's hard to think about nothing because nothing is not a thing. Can you hold nothing in your hand and say, here's nothing? Can you paint it red and say, I painted red nothing. Here's red nothing. No, nothing literally means no thing. So now the question is, was Jesus kidding? Because we look around and we see a lot of people without Jesus doing things. As we talked about other religions, there's other religions doing things. They have money. They have books. They have families. Those are things. And then we also see that there are things that sinners do, not false religions, just sinners serving their own self. Their religion is self-religion, me, myself, and I. I'm the God of my life. It's my money, my family. I'll do with my life whatever I want. I'll do this the way I want. I'll spend my money the way I want. So it's either false idols taught by other religions or the idol of a man's heart. But in those situations, we still see things. Bill Gates doesn't love Jesus, and he has lots of things, doesn't he not? Doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? Mark Zuckerberg doesn't love Jesus, has lots of things. Steve Jobs didn't love Jesus and had lots of things. So is Jesus here messing with us? I want you to think about that as we turn to Psalm 73. David actually dealt with this same question. Turn with me to Psalm 73 and look at your neighbor and say it's about ready to get deep. This is going to have you ask yourself the question, have I ever thought like David? I know I have. How is it God says we can't do nothing without Jesus, and yet there's a plenty of people in the world that don't have Jesus, and they have a lot of things. Sometimes they have more things than Christians. Maybe Bill Gates would walk in here today and laugh at us and go, ha, 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 I have more things than all of you put together, and I don't even serve Jesus. You foolish Christians, you follow old mythology. You're, you're believing a fear. You think you believe in hell. That's what makes you a Christian. But let's see as David asked those same kind of questions. David was a righteous man, and he asked those questions. Look at this. Psalm 73, verse 1. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. So he starts off saying, like, hey, I know God is good. I've seen God be good. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped I nearly lost my foothold. What happened, David? Why did you almost slip? Why did you almost lose your stance with God? Verse number three, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Let's keep it real, church, especially Christians who have been around a while. You ever envy the wicked? You ever sometimes get tempted to envy the arrogant? Maybe you're at your job and your, your, your competitor or the guy on your job who's fighting for that same position, maybe he, maybe he cusses out people, maybe he cuts corners, and yet he keeps getting more sales or she keeps getting promoted. Or maybe you're watching somebody that used to be in your life and they broke your heart, they cheated on you, but now they got a new house, a new car, a new man, a new life, and you're sitting back here going, what happened? The Bible says David nearly slipped when he started looking at the Bill Gates of the world. When he started looking at the Oprah Winfrey's of the world and said, my goodness, if she's wrong, man, I don't even want to be right. If you can make a billion dollars talking like that, why should I try anything different? 
Verse number four, they have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. You just look at media today. Look at all the beautiful bodies. They have things. They have a beautiful body. They have things that they augment and pay money for. Hello, they got some fake things. Hello. And you look at the world, and this is what we look up to. Oh, I want to be like, you know, you know, like Channing Tatum or whatever. Is that his name? Matt Tatum. What's that guy's name? Channing Tatum. I did have it right the first time. Or I want to be like J-Lo. Look at her things. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from common human burdens. They don't have the same problems like us. They can just pay it off. Oh, I got a boat to go on today. I don't have to worry about Chicago, you know, weather in the winter. I'm in Florida. I'm in the Keys. I got a place in Miami, man. They are not plagued with human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. You look at our community clothing itself with violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. They, their imaginations have no limit. Just imagine the most vulgar things they can think of. Like some of these rap artists right now, what used to be back in my day, like Fresh Prince of Belair and some of these other guys. Now you listen to these ones like Future and these others are so filthy and dirty. Their imaginations know no limit. They scoff. We don't need God. Speak with malice, with arrogance. They threaten oppression. Well, if you Christians don't stop, we'll take away the little that you do have. We have all the cards in our hands. Be nice, be nice, or we'll fire you. Don't say homosexuality is a sin, or we'll fire you. Don't teach children in school how to love God. We'll fire you. We'll take away your businesses, Christians. They lay their mouths, their, their mouths lay claim to heaven and their tongues take possession of the earth, which means they just take up all they can get for themselves. Looks like they're skyscrapers, they're planes in the skies to all of their homes down here. They have it all. This is David talking 3,000 years ago and saying that I, I almost slipped. I'll be honest with you. He's saying my, my footing almost went out on me because I started to, I started to, to idolize these arrogant people. Therefore their, peop therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, how would God know? Does the God most high know anything? Oh, come on. God doesn't care. If God really cared, do you think he would let me have all this money? You think if there was really a God and I was doing something wrong, you could just hear Oprah Winfrey saying this. If you think there's really a God and you think I'm doing something wrong, do you think he would give me all of this? Look at all I have and look how little you have, Pastor Joe. You're just a little ant. See, look all how their mind is. This, verse, 13, uh, verse 12, this is what the wicked are like. Always free of care. They go on amassing their wealth, and here comes where his foot almost slipped. Watch it in verse 13. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence. Wow, if this was the way I, I could prosper in life, you mean if I stopped preaching like this, I would get a church like Joe Osteen? Man, I did this thing wrong. I need to start smiling more and telling everybody about heaven all the time and stop messing with Oprah Winfrey. Just leave her alone. I've done all this in vain. 
That's what he said. He said, he said, man, I've been following God's Ten Commandments, some of you. Following God's commandments, you're not getting your promotions, you're not getting your raises. They threaten to fire you if you tell them you can't work on Sunday. And here are just your buddies, your co-workers, your next-door neighbors just amassing it all. Missing church. Oh, yeah, I got neighbors that love to miss church to go all to their holiday homes and take their vacations. And it's just sometimes make me wonder, am I, am I wasting my time doing this? Verse 14, all day long I've been afflicted, and every morning brings new punishments. You ever feel like sometimes after becoming a Christian, things started going, going worse? I'm not talking like, you know, that, that you just stubbed your toe. I'm talking like it really got worse. Like you started getting some enemies that you never know yet you would have. People start turning their back on you, maybe even from your own family. Maybe it started to cost you things like your job, like your promotion. You mean you thought you were coming to Christianity and you had won the, the, the biggest prize on the price is right. And now all of a sudden you're realizing that there, there isn't a lot you get in right now. He said in verse 15, if I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. If I would have put my complaint on Facebook like this, what's wrong with God not taking care of me? Oh, my life is so miserable. Help me, Jesus. God, if I would have spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. Verse 16, when I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. When I try to understand how does the world work like this, why is God looking like he's sleeping while these people are prospering? He actually took time to try to understand it. And I hope that I have brought up what he was going through so you can think about it. You see, that's, that's where he was at. He said, I had trouble understanding all of this till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Then I understood what happens in the end. Surely you place them on a slippery ground. You cast them to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. How, look at this. They are like a dream. When one awakes, when you rise, O oh Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. Literally, when the life is over, their life has no thing. Just like your dream has no thing. When God comes back to judge them, everything they've amassed, it's gone. Just like your dreams are gone when you wake up in the morning, that's what God is like when he comes and judges them. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. Somebody say ignorant. See, when we think like that, we're thinking ignorant. I was like a brute beast before you, yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, your wisdom. And afterward... You will take me into glory with you. Now look at this as we get ready to get to our closing. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. Listen to this. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion. For how long? For how long? Now I want you to go back to Jesus' words. He said, without me, you can do nothing. 
What does he mean in comparison to the things we see the wicked have? What he is saying is the things that the wicked have are really nothing compared to him. They're nothing compared to eternity. There is no thing here the wicked can take with them there. It all evaporates in the end. Look at James chapter 4, verse 14 in closing. If you're ready to close it down and get to the altar, say, I'm ready. Some of y'all want to pray right now, don't you? Come on, we got to get some real prayer going on here today that you will be honest with who you are before God because if you have not made Jesus your everything, what you have now, everything will be taken from you and you will have nothing in the end. In the end. Look what James said. He said, why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Can I get Jason to come to the keys, please? What is your life like? What is my life like according to the Bible here? It's like a mist that appears just for a little while and then vanishes. Jesus said, without me, you can't do nothing. And so when we see people say, I don't want Jesus, but I'm going to make a lot of money on my own. I'm going to raise my kids on my own. This is what Jesus says their life is like. Just for a little bit, they're burning. They got their life. They got their 80 years. And then they die. There it goes. Can you grab it? Can you take it with you now? Well, what about my kids, Jesus? They're a thing. Yeah, they belong to God. Yeah, they belong to God. Try to make one without God. Try to start with nothing and then make something. That's what God did. He started with clay, breathed into it, became a living soul. Your children and my children are lent to us by God for this life. And we better raise them up to know and love Him so they can spend eternity with Him. Come on. Oh, Bill Gates, he's got so much. Oh, man, he's burning up, man. Look at him. Look at this one. Look at that one. Look at this new superstar. Look at the strength of their body. That's Michael Jordan 50 years from now. Sit. Where is it? Where is it? Jesus wasn't playing a game with us. Jesus wasn't trying to say, hey, let's play make-believe for a little bit. I'll pretend to be God. You pretend to be my followers, and I'll tell you something funny. No. Jesus was saying, this is what life is like. You don't do this my way. In the end, you have nothing. You have no thing. No thing when it's all said and done. When you've breathed your last breath and you stand before God, if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, if you have not abode with Him, spent your life engrafted into him as a branch into the vine, you will have no thing to bring him of value. 
you will have no thing to hold on to. And then when he casts you into hell, which the Bible says that the branch that does not bear fruit is cast out and then burned, you will be in a place of torment with nothing to comfort you, no family member to visit you, no money to spend to bring you pleasure, no education to boast and hold over others, no popularity, no fame, no thing, no thing. Somebody say, no thing. But I thank God that he wanted to give us everything. I thank God that he came to take our nothing and make it something in him. I praise God that there was a Jesus who came from heaven to earth to make me his friend, to make me a branch. He said, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. That means when we're in him, we prosper in this life we have a relationship with him or we can cast our cares upon him and in prayer we can ask what we desire and it's done for this be done for us because the father is glorified when we bear fruit showing ourselves to be his disciples and jesus said in mark 9 23 he said everything is possible for one who believes no thing is impossible to those who believe. God can do more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. What he is asking us today is to make a decision to trust him, to say, God, today nothing is going to hold me back from abiding in you and receiving everything you have for me. Nothing will hold me back because you're worth everything. Today, I hope before you leave out, you make the choice to abide in Jesus. That you repent of your sins if you've been living a life against the Word of God. You repent and you say, God, forgive me. And then you ask Jesus to live in your heart or your life to develop fruit in you, fruit that will remain. When the Christian stands before God, our fruit will remain. God will reward the parent who raised their child and children right. God will reward us with eternal rewards for the gospel message we preach to our friends, family, and neighbor. We will have an eternity to enjoy the goodness of God because he said in his presence is the fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Would you stand up and give Jesus a hand clap of praise if you love him? Come on, the Son of God. Amen. The Son of God who came to live and die for us that we might abide in him. Let's just pray right now, Lord, may our hearts be right with you. May we abide with you right now and let go 
of anything in our life that hinders us from serving you and abiding in you. Band and altar workers, would you come please? Would you just close your eyes in an attitude of prayer and ask yourself, do some self-talk right now, self-evaluation, and search your heart and ask God, is he your everything? He'll tell you. Or are you holding some things back from God? Because if God is not your everything, the things you're holding back from God right now, let's say you're not giving God that relationship, that relationship will be nothing in eternity. You might as well give it to God now so he can bless you. There is no thing worth trading for God and the love that he has for you. So, Lord, are you my everything, or am I holding things back from you? Right now, if you're holding things back from God, just repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry. God, I, I've been talking the way I want to talk. I've been doing things my way with my money. I've been spending time the way I want to spend time. Lord, forgive me. I give you the way I talk. I give you my attitude. Use it for your glory. Lord, I give you my finances. I give you my sexuality. I give you my hopes and dreams, accomplishments. Be the Lord of them. Be the master of them. You gave these talents to me anyways. They're yours. I didn't give myself the ability to think, to create. And I give it now to you willingly few more moments right now are there those of you here today I believe there is but are there those of you here today that are willing to admit I've been letting some things get in the way of my relationship with God and today I want to give it up I want to give it to him and trust him 30 more seconds right now trust God. That's what faith is. Trusting God. That's what Peter had when he walked on the water. He had trust. Trust God with your future. Trust God with your job. Trust God with your family, your children. Don't put it before Him. You'll lose it in the end. It will vanish. Search my heart, oh God. May it be ever true. May my feet not stumble and fall when I see the wickedness of this world and the arrogant prosper. May I be reminded of how it all ends. May I know the truth. May I not be ignorant. Now, if you have prayed with me and you can honestly say, God is my everything, would you just raise up your hands right now in a sign of worship and surrender and say, Jesus, be the Lord of my whole life. Take control. Be the center of everything that I do. And now start to pray for some areas in your life that you want to see God bless and make you fruitful in. Lord, make my marriage fruitful. Lord, make my job fruitful or help me find a new one to be fruitful at. The Lord says you can ask what you desire and it will be done for you so that you would bear much fruit showing yourself to be His disciple. For in this the Father is glorified.
Your Father is glorified when you bear fruit. Come on, talk to Him. Just a few more moments. Talk to Jesus. Lord, I want to bear fruit in my family. I want to bear fruit, Lord, in my children's lives. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good husband. I want to be the man you called me to be. Come on, if today you're praying with me to be fruitful in your family, just wave your hands a little bit higher just so I know I'm not alone. Who's praying for their family today? Come on, Lord, you see those praying for their families, for their marriages. Bless their marriages today, Lord. Bless their children. Bless us, God, in our families. That's so important to so many of us here, our families, Lord. Make us fruitful. Make us fruitful, Lord, in our families. Just a few more moments. Remember, it's you abiding in Jesus, not abiding in a pastor. I could be a distraction for you. Come on, you don't need me right now. You need Jesus. Talk to him right now about the things he's going to be the Lord over in your life. And then we'll close out in a song. Just a few more moments. We have surrendered everything to him. And now we are asking him in prayer to bless what we give him. Nothing is impossible to those that believe. Oh, God says, I make all things possible. He makes things that are impossible for us possible. Oh, yes, Lord. Do it, God. You always keep your word. We're not the first generation to need you. We're not the first generation to have our troubles and our trials and our wars and our terrorism. We're not the first time to call out for help, God. You've been with past generations. You'll be with us. Would you prepare the song in the back, please? Jesus, be the center. If you can just look up, we're going to close out and say this today as a song of praise to God. Jesus. At the center of it all. Jesus at the center. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end. From beginning to the end. It will always be. It's always been you, Jesus. Just a few more times before we leave today. Let's worship him. Jesus at the center. Jesus at the center. Center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be. It's always been you, Jesus. For the last time, let us sing. Jesus, be the center of my life. Jesus be the center of my life. Be the center of everyone's life here today, God. Jesus be the center of my life. Be the sun in which I surround you. Oh God, let me rotate around you today. It's always been you, Jesus. Nothing else matters. Jesus, nothing else Think about that. Nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you're the center. 
today can everybody look up at me please we're so glad you came how many are going to make Jesus the center of it all amen we love you Lord I'm going to have Pastor Berto aka the Aztec warrior this is his talent being a warrior for the Lord tall dark and handsome amen 